The love of God. Today's whole service is wrapped around the love of God. And I'd like to start with John 3, 16, a very familiar passage of scripture, but I want to launch from there. For God showed his love for the world by giving. He gave. Well, what did he give? He gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. God gave us a gift and it was his love. God's love wrapped up in this little baby and he laid that gift in a manger. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 14 that that night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them. The radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find this baby or this gift wrapped, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. And this gift, nicely wrapped, will be lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host from heaven, the armies of the Lord, praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those whom God is well pleased. As I was stating a minute ago, everything about that Christmas night, everything is about God's love. God's love being wrapped in swaddling clothes, God's love putting on flesh, being wrapped in flesh, being placed in that manger. God's love towards us, God's love for your personal life now and his love for your future and his love for your family, all of it was God's love being given to us as a gift. But it's not just simply a gift, but God was actually making a proposal. Now I'd like to ask a question in the room today. Was anyone in the room engaged over the Christmas season? Would you raise your hand? Do we have any Christmas engagements? There's a couple over here, a couple over there. Absolutely, there was a moment where the individual that loved you wrapped up a little box, wrapped up a little gift. We love Christmas engagements. We love the Hallmark Channel. Can I get an amen? I am unashamedly in my family, half of my family is unashamedly a Hallmark Christmas movie family. Where we watch the same movie in different versions over and over from November through December. The movie where either the father is single or the, the guy is single and, well I guess they're both single, that's probably a good thing. But they become single for one reason or another. Then there's a moment where they bump into each other. We call it the love bump or the hallmark bump because you know that's the guy or that's the girl because they knock them over. There's always a violent moment in the beginning. But that's how you identify the love interest. Then they don't like each other for the first 20 minutes and they have reason to despise one another until there's a moment where they see each other a little differently. And then after they fall in love, they almost kiss 
about 45 minutes in. And they're like, ah, and someone interrupts them or something happens and they can't have their kiss. And so we progress for another 45 minutes. And at the end of the 90 minutes exactly moment, the music swells, they kiss, and credits. And that's a Hallmark movie, everybody. That is a Hallmark movie. There you go. I've spoiled the ending for all of you. But we love Christmas engagements. We love the moment where the couple in love, they are presented with a gift. And you know that that gift, that proposal, captures their love for the other person, that it's not about the ring, but that ring represents something greater. That ring represents, that gift, that Christmas engagement moment represents that individual's entire life being given to the other person in hopes that the other person, that the young woman or middle-aged woman or older lady, mature woman, which by the way, I'll just sidetrack on this. We were watching one of these Hallmark movies a couple months ago and we realized that the couple in the movie, we related more to their parents than to the young couple in the movie and we were old enough to be their parents and that really spoiled the energy of the movie for us. Anyway, but the gift, the package, the ring, all of those things, you see, that's what this package, this gift, God wrapping all of his love, God wrapping all of himself into this small baby, laying it in a manger, offering it to us this Christmas weekend or every Christmas that this is reminded to us that this is not about getting a set of slippers. This is not about some little gift to be ignored or just, you know, just received and kind of tossed to the side. That when God wrapped up his gift in flesh, when God wrapped up his love in skin and bone, when God wrapped up himself and laid himself in that manger. See, God, like a proposal, was not giving you a thing. He was offering you his life himself. That's what Christmas is about. That's this love message. It's not meant just to be plastered on walls and on ornaments, but it's a response. You see, when a, when a man proposes to a young lady, or middle-aged lady, I don't want to offend anybody, or an older lady, mature lady, we'll just get them all one more time. <laughs> when a man makes a proposal and offers this gift, it demands a response back. See, because as I said earlier, they're committing their entire person. They're committing their hopes, their dreams, their love, themselves, their future to this individual. And they're asking that person, will they give themselves in return? See, when we talk to you about the love of God being offered to you this weekend, God is not just asking you to take the gift and say, hey, thanks. But his response that he's looking for is, will you offer your life back to him? Will you give him the entirety of your life back to him? I remember when I asked Maria to marry me, I remember driving to Tulsa, Oklahoma. She was going to school at Oral Roberts University. I had my little gift in my coat pocket and I was so nervous. And I was driving the 16 hour drive from Illinois down to Tulsa. And I remember thinking to myself, I had a friend go with me. 
And I told him, because I wasn't sure if she was going to say yes or not. I said, if she says no, we're getting in the car and driving all the way back to Illinois tonight. <laughs> yeah. Because I was hoping for a response. I was hoping for a response where she would not only receive the ring and receive my offer of my life, but she would be willing to give me her life, her love forever. Second Corinthians chapter five kind of talks about this passion from God. Cause see, here's the thing today. I don't want it just to be another one of those Christmas Eve services where we see the lights and we sing the songs and we just have a token acknowledgement to the love of God. The message of the love of God, the message of God taking all of himself and putting himself in a manger, offering himself as a gift, offering his heart as a gift, offering a covenant with you to be united with you once and for all, to walk with you through this life and into eternity with you. He is hoping and pleading and making an appeal to you for your response. So today is not just about recognizing the love of God, it's asking, have you received that proposal? Have, what have you done with that gift that God has offered to each and every one of us? Or it's a reminder for those of us as we come in and we're so thankful as we look back to that manger, to that proposal. We're so thankful that God came into our darkness, that God came into our sinful fallen world, that God came into our journey to death and he committed himself to you and to me. And who are we? We didn't earn that. We didn't qualify for that. But God came and in a way bent his knee and offered that proposal to you and to me. He chose us and said, I love you and I've placed my love upon you. Now I'm asking you, will you receive me and become one with me and be with me once and for all and forever? Second Corinthians, or First Corinthians chapter 11, sorry, Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 18. And all of this, all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to himself. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us the wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. So today I stand as an ambassador for Christ. And it says this, God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. See, that's where I wanted to show you the passion of God in this proposal. I wanted us to see that it wasn't about just a cute little gift that you just kind of like, hey, thanks. Like I, wouldn't, I would have been so brokenhearted if I'm pouring my heart out to Maria proposing and she's like, thanks. <laughs> or what if she would have left me hanging there? Would you, I, I love you with all my heart. I commit myself to you. I want to make a home with you once and for all and forever. I'm giving myself to you. And she just stood there and looked at me. And then she just walked away, like acknowledged, hey, that was a good production. And I'm just going to walk out those doors. Are you understanding this today? That God is not just wanting you to no notice the gift or just appreciate the production today. He's asking, pleading. Christ making his appeal through us. What will you do with this offer? What will you do with this proposal? Will you receive so great a salvation? Will you receive the love of God for yourself? And what does that look like? Like a marriage proposal where you're not just receiving it to be a taker, but you are in response in giving your complete life and love and attention and future to him.
That's salvation. It's not just an acknowledgement that it's there, but it's you making your commitment to him in return. And so today I wanna give you that opportunity. If you've never asked Jesus Christ to become the Lord and Savior of your life, if you've come to Christmas Eve after Christmas Eve and you've sung the songs and you've seen the nativity scenes and you've just kind of known that, yeah, that's God in the flesh, God's gift of love, but what have you done with that proposal? Have you received that proposal? Have you given him your life in return? If you've never done that, I wanna give you an opportunity today because God didn't bring you here today to let you walk out of here the same. God didn't bring you here today for you to leave carrying your sin on your way to hell, walking through this life by yourself. He brought you here today, not just to sing about him, but to receive the fullness of who he is. And so today demands a response. The love of God, the proposal from God demands a response. And I wanna give you that opportunity today. The Bible says that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which means every single one of us needs a savior. The wages or penalties of our sins, the cost of our sin is death. Separation from God, even hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. You see, Jesus took our death and he paid our price. That little baby, that gift of God wrapped in flesh took our sin, took our price upon himself. The wages and penalty of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. And the Bible goes on to say it simply like this, all, which means every one of us, from the very young to the very not so young, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Those who say they've barely sinned, those who say they've barely sinned, or those who think you've sinned so much that how could God want you? All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Saved from your sin, saved from hell, saved from the devil, saved unto. Not just saved from stuff, but saved unto. Unto what? Saved unto a relationship with the living God. Saved unto eternal life. Saved unto a hope and a future. Saved unto an inheritance that God has for each and every one of us. And so today, I wanna to give you an opportunity. If you've never called on the name of the Lord Jesus to save you, if you've never received the love of God for yourself, would you please today realize that all of this, the star that he put up in the sky so that the wise men could see it, the angel choir that burst onto the scene to sing the songs, see it like a proposal. I can see it like when individuals tell me that they made a proposal to the woman they love and they kind of got it all ready where they brought her to a park or to the beach and then all of a sudden they got on their knee and they made a proposal and the young woman goes, yes, I will. And grandma and mom and dad all jump out of the bushes and scare the person. And then a violinist starts coming out of the, somewhere. It's like that moment on that Bethlehem night we're out of nowhere seemingly, the family of God, the angels of heaven, the star, everything, all of it was for God making this proposal, wrapping up his love in a gift. And so today, will you receive the love of God for your life, for your hope, your future, and will you give yourself to him completely? Because that's the only way this thing works. So if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes just for the next few minutes, 
I'm going to lead the whole congregation today in a prayer. If you've never prayed this prayer to give your heart to the Lord, or if maybe you prayed it a long time ago, but if you were honest, you're not where you should be with the Lord, then I want you to pray it again and fresh. Make a restart with the Lord. But I'm going to walk all of us, the whole congregation, through this prayer today. At the end of the service, because I don't know who may or may not pray this prayer, I'm not going to have you raise your hand in this moment. I'm going to just have everybody pray. But at the end of the service, if you pray this prayer and you commit or recommit your life to the Lord, then as everyone's leaving, if you would just remember one thing, would you take a minute and walk over to this area to my right, to your left? It's called Starting Point. And we have Bibles and volunteers that are here to help you so that this special day won't just go in one ear and out the other, but we can resource you and help you with what you've just made a commitment to do. And so when we close in just a little bit, I would just make sure that you stop by that starting point area so we can help you. Let's pray a prayer together, church. Everybody praying together. Repeat this prayer. If you're giving your heart to the Lord, he hears it. But everybody repeat it today together. Dear God, I thank you that you see me just as I am. I realize that I've sinned and I've walked away from you. I receive Jesus Christ today as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for me and that he rose again. Please forgive me of my sin. Wash me, cleanse me, make me new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Take every part of me now. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's just celebrate that gift. Amen. We hope you have been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person for our Sunday morning worship experience every Sunday at 10 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. There you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.